Weaver here, Backstage Trackside Music Festival. Check them out, lancomusic.com. Lanco Music is also the social media handles. We got Brandon Chandler, Jared Tripp, and Eric. Thanks so much for doing this, guys. Really appreciate talking to you. Yeah, how's it going, man? Really good, really good. And it's uh, it's great to see you guys. Brandon and I actually spoke a couple weeks back on the phone, so I kind of want to get the band's thoughts on a lot of the things that we talked about. But right when you and I actually talked, you were just leaving Bonnaroo. Yeah. Yeah, and there's been three weeks since. So how's the ride been in those last three weeks on what I believe you called uh, the Camp Bentley uh, Circus, right? Yeah, it's uh, it's been awesome, man. I mean, it's been hot, not gonna lie, but uh, it's uh, it's been it's been an awesome time. Yeah, we've been out with Dirks Bentley and Bros Osborne, and it's just man, the shows have been awesome. It's just uh, you know, this summer season, even if if it's hot, it's a uh, good vibe, man. Everyone's kind of ready to go to concerts. Everyone's celebrating. Um, it's fun. We've enjoyed it. But yeah, I, I talked enough about all that. These guys may have more insight. <laughs> well, I'm interested to see, yeah, because I heard all this guy talk about this road adventure that you guys are on, which is great because it's all friends and you guys have been doing this for a long time together, right? But obviously things are a little different now that it's not bars anymore. It's festivals. It's lots of people, right? Like, how are you managing that change and, and the vibe that's being thrown at you? Who wants to talk to me? I mean, it's not too hard to to manage more people singing along to your songs no, at shows, exactly. you know? It's yeah, like, yeah. if anything, it just makes what we do easier. We had a, you know, last year we had Greatest Love Story and, and that song caught on and a lot of people related to it, so they're all singing along to, uh, to the song now. And now that uh, more people are hearing Born to Love You are single now, um, it's just so great hearing hearing people sing that one just as passionately they've, as they sang Greatest Love Story. What's the biggest difference from going from like a bar to a big stage? Obviously, the notes are the same, but is the delivery different? Do you approach the set differently? Like, how do you translate that? I would say one one interesting thing our our concept and like what we've always dreamed of is and designed our music around is playing to huge crowds. You know, we envision this like anthemic thing with just a, a party of people that believe the same things we do singing along so if anything it's like we've always kind of played that way even in bars and so um now that we're we're getting to play these bigger shows and bigger stages with bigger crowds um we're, we're still delivering the same way but trying to hype it up even more and it's it's just kind of like it's fulfilling because you're starting to see your dream kind of come true for what we wanted to do which is just kind of connect with these huge crowds and this big sing-along thing so does, does it change the music at all when you got a picture larger groups like that like a lot of people tell me sometimes they're writing music and they've written these amazing ballads or these heartfelt songs but they don't translate to the live show did you notice that at all with this record hallelujah nights um you guys have been waiting for so long to put this music out there right is everything on the record working the way you expected it to yeah i think um i think that because you know we've we this thing started. It didn't start with the record. This thing started with us playing live shows. Like we would just play anywhere in Nashville. I mean, we'd play house shows because even to you know we'd play at bars and stuff. But the easiest thing to do was like invite a bunch of our friends out. And you learn early on, right? When people come out, it's Friday night. They're ready to have a good time. Um, and so this music was almost developed around like kind of like the whole album. It's kind of a picture of those nights that we had uh, back in Nashville. So it's kind of just taking that experience and that thing that we would do back in Nashville. And, and taking it around literally the rest of the world, um, and so you know, and there's always you know there's always aspects of in a show. There's time for intimate moments. There's time for reflection and softer songs. But um, you know, because it, we kind of built this off energy in the very beginning, we loved the feeling of like even playing to 20 people at a, at a small bar, and that we loved that. And we're like, man, let's uh, let's hype it up. Let's take this this same energy and take it around the world. I feel that the music also reflects a lot of your influences. I know when you and I were talking, you specifically said, uh, when I mentioned that the first three singles all were very different, right? Like, Greatest Love Story is hugely different than the one we're playing right now, Born to Love You. And you mentioned it was kind of the, the, um, the outcome of five millennials 
who have grown up with multiple genres, right? And I love that because, like, think about Florida Georgia Line. Like, you see them in a show and they're playing Garth Brooks, but they're also playing Backstreet Boys, right? And now they're they're working with Backstreet Boys. Now they're doing the BB Rex. I myself come from like a punk hip hop background and the country thing too. So, I mean, uh, how you obviously feel these influences bleeding in, and I I love how in country music nowadays they're allowed to bleed into, right? Yeah, I think that you know, I think that it's the dream as an artist. When you create the worst, like the biggest thing that can kill vibe is restrictions, being like, oh, we can't do that. And um, the more, you know, the, the greatest art, I think, is even, you know, I was just watching a thing for, this is really random, but Freddie Mercury, like, has this biopic coming out, you know, about Queen. And even you look back then, like, there's this scene where they're like, all right, what do we do now? He's like, oh, this is the operatic section. You know, it's the Mamba Mia, Mamba Mia, and it's like Bohemian Rhapsody. And it's like, man. That was crazy. Talk about creating with no walls, but it worked. And I think that's the best kind of art. And I think that as long as it's a reflection of you and where you come from, and at the end of the day, we are from the United States. We're from Tennessee, Kentucky, and Georgia. Like what we know and what we can talk about is is our growing up and our life experiences, which is these small towns kind of out in the country. But when you can voice it, however you want however you feel that day you know it may not always go over sometimes it's awesome sometimes it don't we've done it a lot and honestly it doesn't work it's like all right that's too that's too sporadic that just doesn't make sense but it's just the fun of finding that you know finding that creativity and so um it's an adventure man i just think that as an artist it's it's fun to not really have restrictions as long as you know you know what your roots are and know what your your foundation is is it tough or easy to find your niche in today's country music world? I've used this analogy before, but like you go to different cities, as you guys do, and there's like six rock stations, classic rock, new rock, AAA, all these kind of things, but there's only one country station, right? And we all got to play under the same umbrella. Does that make it easier on you or harder? Man, I don't know. It depends on... That's why it's almost, I don't know if you, when you're creating, you can't create with that in your mind because it's like, if you're like, well, there's four songs on the radio that sound like this. There's two songs sound like this. There's seven songs sound like this. If you're, if you have to like pick one of those sounds, that's kind of a deflating vibe creatively. It I makes think. music scientific the way you sound. sound yeah, like exactly. Yeah. It's like, it's, it's make now you're like doing analytics and making a formula. So I don't know, man. I mean, I think that at the end of the day, it's making music that you're passionate about and that is honest to you and just hoping that translates you know and if it you know i think that even when greatest love story came out honestly people were nervous to put that out because that didn't sound like anything on the radio it has it doesn't have these huge drums doesn't have this rock and electric guitar it's stripped back the the lead part is a acoustic guitar i mean it was just risky and then it ends up being you know a multi-week number one in the states and it did well in canada as well and you know i know it went platinum and it's like that just kind of shows that when we made that song it was four or five years ago we were in a living room and we were just drinking some beers and just started going and it translated and I think it was honest. And so it's, I don't know, it's, yeah, you just, you just go for it, man, and hope it works. Where, where's the weirdest place that song took you? Because I've seen live performances on the Bobby Bone show. I love that. But I mean, it took you to The Bachelor. It took you to all these places, right? What was the weirdest one? The Bachelor was the weirdest one. How, what is it like doing that? You know what I mean? Like, everybody sees your performance and the, and the couple's there. How, is it really, like, super staged behind the scenes and stuff like that? Or Man, there was a lot of making out going on. Uh, but no, it, it, was a, it was a really interesting time. Like, it was a, it's a really unique thing to be able to breach like that side of of like you know interacting with different kind of fans like yeah. you know I, I i don't know i'm sure there are a lot of country fans that watch the bachelor but imagine i mean that's a huge show so yeah. it's an honor to be on it um yeah, but it's, was, it's 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 interesting there was a there's a little stage set up in the middle and that's where they walked up on and like we're playing this song and they're dancing and kind of awkwardly talking and then kind of making out and we're just kind of like 
playing. I mean, that that is cool. I mean, in terms of like you know being in that form of entertainment, but it was it was definitely that might be the weirdest one for sure. I feel like you're being nice. Like in the back of your heads, you're like, dude, you're not putting the moves on correctly yeah. at all. <laughs> All right, let's keep it. Let's keep it later for a second. Uh, when when you first started this tour with Dirks and uh, Brothers Osborne, uh, I saw a prank where somebody jumped out of a box and scared the hell out of Brothers Osborne. Who is currently winning the prank war, and who owes payback to who? Yeah. Who owes the payback? I don't know. That was that was our camp. Yeah, John. Yeah, I thought it was you guys. I have, the, I, I have those videos on my phone. Um, <laughs> I forgot about that. Jesus said that. Now I'm going to be looking over my shoulder. Um, that was the first day, too, of the tour. We, we got to start off hot. I don't know. I think right now Dirks is winning. I think this whole ice bath thing that he does is just one elaborate prank. Nah, like he actually, he actually likes it. <laughs> yeah. He's just pretending he does. He, he hates it, but it like tries to convince, like, hey, watch watch me sucker all these like younger artists into thinking this is a good idea, and then gets us like, in these free freezing cold hypothermia ice baths and it's like going on his bus laughing um so he's probably winning i don't know he he's i don't know if you've heard of the hot country nights which is his uh 90s cover band allegedly, allegedly. allegedly. <laughs> or his twin brother doug douglas Douglason. um he he every now and then he'll be running around backstage and just giving a hard time to everyone he keeps saying that he's going to take our spot on the tour and that he's trying to kick us off yeah. <laughs> I would have figured you would have been on Brothers Osborne more because didn't you tell me you live like down the street from or something like that? Yeah. Hey, are, are the Brothers Osborne good neighbors or bad neighbors? They're good neighbors. I just I don't know. You can only prank them so much because they know where I sleep. Yeah. <laughs> so. uh, I've taken way too much of your time. There's still people waiting on you. You got a set to play today. Uh, congratulations on all the success so far. Greatest love story. Huge. Uh, the new one's doing really well up here in Canada. Born to love you. Have you taken a look at the next step, or are you just enjoying where you're at right now? Oh. Uh, I mean, we're we're looking forward. I mean, we've got an exciting year. We've got um, we've got this Dirks tour, and then um, we've got a headlining tour in the fall, and then we've got another tour lined up at the beginning of next year that we hasn't been announced yet. But it's going to be an awesome tour. Um, but I mean, even last night, you know, we had a bus long bus drive up to Canada, and we wrote probably last night from 10 p.m. to two in the morning. And oh, so wow. it's like we're already we're just always creating, man. So. It's not like this planned thing. It's but we're just having fun playing shows and going on these tours and making new music already. So it's uh, I don't, we are enjoying the ride. Good for you, I see what I read on Facebook at two in the morning, and I delete it every morning. So hopefully you guys are doing better better than I am. All right, Lanco, LancoMusic.com, Lanco Music on social media. Thanks so much for your time, boys. Appreciate it. Thanks,